I'm the birthday boy. Birthday boy. And since we're doing right now, Jayla loves Jesus. I'm BBB, <laughs> biblical birthday boy. Oh my goodness. And I'm here with one of my non-birthday person girlfriends. What? Along with Jayla. Girlfriends? Girlfriends. Oh, I'm, I'm dyslexic. I meant to say girlfriend. JLo, Alana, <laughs> who <laughs> loves me and also loves Jesus. <laughs> what part of JLo loves Jesus is this? Uh, I'd have to check, but I'm guessing like 15 or 16. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we just finished eating some celery and carrots that we cooked with our turkey. Yes. We're working on the gravy right now, even though it doesn't seem like it. And also, uh, we just... Um, uh, finished off the bacon too that was um, wrapped around our turkey. Yeah, real quick, and then we're going to get to the biblical stuff. Yeah. One thing I like to do when cooking turkey, and I'm just mm -hmm. kind of like learning this because I've only made it for the last four years. Mm -hmm. Before then, I was a vegetarian, and before then, I really didn't do the holiday stuff. Mm -hmm. And turkey's kind of one of those things that I only do twice a year. Yes. So I'm still kind of getting the hang of it. But what I like to do now mm -hmm. is rub the turkey in butter, mm -hmm. stuff it with apples that are sliced up a little or bit. Or lemon. Yeah, I think apples taste a little bit better. Put it in the oven for maybe an hour and a half, then take it out and wrap it up in bacon mm -hmm. and put it back in. But Super good. That's just, you know, Rick's tip who hasn't been yeah. cooking turkey his entire life. But we thought... Mm -hmm. J-Lo, that yeah. since we had a little bit of downtime, not much, and you do love Jesus, <laughs> and you are my favorite non-birthday person, <laughs> and you are with the birthday boy today, <laughs> that we should bless people with two birthday boy podcasts, and it's going to be the first one. <laughs> first of all, before we get to the Bible, how are you feeling? Are you honored by the birthday boy? No. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, no, I'm feeling great. Um, Christmas is one of my favorite holidays, as you know. Um, but I'm also, uh, thankful that I get to spend, uh, Christmas and your birthday with you. Mm -hmm. And like I said in the previous podcast, um, I hope that it, um, I hope it makes you happy. I really do. Yeah. I think it's great getting to spend some time with my girl. Yeah. How many, uh, verses do we have today? Or sections, rather. Um, I'm just going to read, like, maybe a couple passages from Isaiah first. Yeah. And then read um, a couple passages from Luke chapter 2. Nice. Um, so we're in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And I think I might read verses 6 and 7. And then after that, we'll talk about it. And then you'll read Luke. Yeah. And then we'll get back to uh, cooking some more food. Right. Yes. All right. Okay. Let's do it. My goodness. Stop it. Hit it. <laughs> Hit it? Okay. So Isn't that what that dude on uh, You Made It Weird always says when he's I, talking to a guest? I don't watch You Made It Weird. It's a podcast by Pete Holmes. Oh. I like it, but it's gotten a little bit downhill. But anyways, let's oh do ours. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, this is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, and it talks about the foreshadowing of um, the coming of Jesus Christ. Um, so, here, here it is. Okay. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it 
with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So this is um, this is uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Mm. So Isaiah is uh, prophesying about the coming of Jesus. And he, if I understand this right, is basically saying that when Jesus comes, he's going to restore the kingdom of David and there's going to be peace. Well, basically, he he will establish a government with no end. And um, uh, he comes from the line of David. So, um, well, I mean, yeah, the, 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 uh, the throne of David is, is a part of him. Yes. Yeah. So, so I've always heard, and I don't know if this is true, mm -hmm. that you could trace, uh, Moses, his lineage goes up to Jesus. Like Jesus is in some odd way related to, uh, Moses. Well, uh, is that so, true or not? So, okay. So. Um, Jacobed, which is the real mother of Moses and Miriam, his sister, does, I believe, trace back to the line of Jesus, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, I'm not very good with genealogy, but I know that Mary and, uh, his, uh, Mary, who was chosen to be the mother of Jesus, um, David, uh, Rahab, who was uh, a prostitute in the Bible. She's also uh -huh. in the, in the, um, Jesus's lineage. And, um, and Obed, who is, um, the son of Ruth. Uh, so the book of, in the, in the book of Ruth, which is in the Old Testament, does, um, is connected to Jesus's, uh, lineage. So Jesus is related to a hooker. Well, in it, well, she's a part of the line. Yes. Okay. I wouldn't say she's, I, I mean, he, I don't know how directly related she yeah. is, but she's a part of the line. And, um, it's, it's kind of strange. It really is. I got a question for you. Okay. okay. Did Jesus get along with Joseph or is there some animosity because, you know, he's not really his father or are they cool because he's Jesus? Well, Jesus wasn't really, uh, focused on so much like, I mean, he got, I think he got, I don't know if he got along with his earthly father. I'm assuming he did. But he was on earth to do about his heavenly father's business. So he, he had relationships, but, but as, as, as I've, as the Bible has stated, he was a sinless, he was a sinless man. So he, um, I would imagine that he wouldn't like start any conflicts with his earthly parents. Did, so, yeah, I did, I, sorry. What? Did Jesus or outlive his his earthly parents, or did they survive his? Execution? No, Mary. Mary was there, uh, and Joseph was. I so I think Joseph. Let's see. No, Joseph of Arimathea was the one that wanted to take his body and bury it. Um, Mary survived, and in fact, Jesus, in his own way, told. Um, uh, uh, told John the uh, apostle John to mm -hmm. take care of her when he left. Oh, interesting. When he died. Yeah. <laughs> so what did she say about his death after the whole thing? Mary. Um, I have to look that up. I, I would have to study the, the, uh, the crucifix, the crucifixion accounts. And we, okay. And so you also don't know, I'm assuming. I don't actually what know what she said, it. but she knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I don't know what she said. Because 
I don't remember what she said. If I should, if she said anything, I don't remember. But um, everything that he was saying, that um, you know, because Jesus started to preach in the synagogues at twelve. It's it's recorded that he started preaching at twelve. So everything that he was saying, his earthly mother Mary um, <clears throat> said that she pondered it in her heart. So. Even before she, even before she gave birth to Jesus, he knew, um, she knew because of what the angel told her that she was going to carry Jesus and he was going to, um, he was going to save the, na the nations. I might have asked you this before, but I'm going to do it again. <coughs> did you just cough? Yes, I did. Okay. That was not my original <laughs> question. I was making a joke with that one. But God is like all powerful, right? Yes. Why couldn't he just like create Jesus out of thin air? Why did he decide to impregnate a woman? I have no idea. Mm. But, but uh, all I can say is I think the reason why I don't know why he chose Mary. So don't ask me because I don't know. Okay. I don't know why they chose um, a, a woman who, uh, well, actually she was a teenager and she was like, I would guess she was probably 13 or 14. Wow. He liked him young. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, no. okay. I, I mean, <laughs> stop tickling me, please. Please, non both <laughs> Hey, Bubs. Yeah. <laughs> this is my podcast. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you're a part of it, but I, I, I run this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, I, I wasn't finished. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I don't know why he chose Mary. I think it's a mystery. But the reason why I believe he um, chose to have Mary um, uh, keep Jesus in her womb for nine months is because he wanted Jesus to come to earth to show uh, people the way to heaven. And um, we needed a sinless, we needed a sinless person who was God in the flesh to show us that. And, uh, for for whatever reason, God chose Mary to be the um, earthly vessel to carry Jesus. So I don't know. But it's not like Christians claim they know why God chose a woman and chose Mary. Like it's not like if I go to a Christian person's house, they're going to say this is why God chose Mary and decided. I don't know anyone who knows why God chose okay. Mary. So at least Christians I, are like honest about the fact that. They well, I I mean that's a mystery. I, I I don't think we know why, and you know, and and unfortunately the Catholics got it wrong because they really um, worship Mary as if Mary was never. Um, never had children after Jesus, but she did. Mm. She had children with Joseph. She had James and Joseph and she had daughters and sons. So it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like Jesus was her only child because they, they worshiped the Virgin Mary. Okay. I got a question you know? for you. What? And this is not meant to be sacrilegious, but no, I mean, it'll probably turn into that. Mm -hmm. So you know how like there's TBN, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't you tell me that there was once like a TBN themed sitcom or something or a sitcom that was on that channel? Back Pastor in, like... Greg, I never watched it. Okay. Here's... And, and it was done with a laugh, laugh track. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Here's an idea for a sitcom and I hope it's not too sacrilegious. Has anybody in the church ever thought about doing a show that you know of where it's like Jesus as a young kid, but he's living with his siblings and they feel like they can't live up to him. 
no. Or like, you know, one of Jesus is a little bit older and his teenage brother comes to the house with some girl and he's trying to get Jesus to turn water into wine so he can get with the girl. Nobody's ever thought about that in the Christian community. Who would? I don't know anyone. Oh, I just did. Oh, but you're not in the community. What could I call that? What would we call that, babes? Nothing. (laughs) How about Christ and the kids? No. Okay. Bubs. Sorry, babes. It's very secular. <laughs> and your other idea about a radio program with Jesus in it was very sacrilegious. Okay, so point of reference, and then we're going to move on because we have to make this one shorter, is back in the day, we're talking 1999. I had a friend who told me that he, he had an idea for like a movie and it was Jesus comes back, but he can't get a regular job. So he has to work at a fast food place. Now I knew my friend was never going to go anywhere with this idea. So a couple years the later, the one that had a mental breakdown. Yes. A oh. couple years later, I say to him, Hey, I really think I could do some work on this thing. Is it okay if I use your idea and give you credit? He said, yes. And so I expanded into my version of this idea, the fast food place, everybody else there is an atheist. So now he's got to try to convert everybody there to Christianity. And it's been a while since he used his power. So like, he can't turn water into wine, but he can turn water into like cheap beer, right? And he he's oh, but what? It's so sacrilegious. Is it really? Yes. And he struggles to get a roommate, so he ends up living with this female rabbi oh, who doesn't bub. believe in it. What? That is very sacrilegious. And he has a, like a parakeet oh. who says stuff whenever Jesus tries to bring home a girl. Oh jeez. But well, babe, hold on, stop, stop, stop. So my idea was. I'm just, you know, Rick, you know, the nobody. So I can't get this made into a movie. But maybe if I wrote this out as a script, I could take it to a place like KBU, which is a community radio station out here, and do like an a, like a weekly radio play based on this idea. But it sounds like you don't like it. No. Oh. No, I think there would be some pushback, major pushback. Even from you. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that there. Uh, yeah. Jimo, a non-birthday person. What? Can I get a kiss? No, no, not not in this podcast. <laughs> Why not? No kissing in Bible podcast. Really? No, we've done that before. I know, but it's weird. <laughs> well. No, but after. Okay. Like after the after this one's over. Can we kiss at the very end to wrap it up so people know that we're on good terms? No, it's weird. Why? I usually don't kiss people after Bible studies. You, But you kiss people during Bible studies before. You kiss me during a Bible That's study. That's different. And and also, um, I know that people kiss people with, with greetings uh, when they come to a person's house. Not all the time. But, yeah. But I think it's weird if a boyfriend and girlfriend is studying the Bible and they kiss afterwards. It's a little bit oh, weird. A non-birthday person? Yeah. Do you love me? Yes. All right, let's prove by kiss. All right, all right, how about this? We compromise. What? And at the end of this one, we'll kiss to wrap it up after you've read the final verses. Okay, right. but it's weird. It's not that weird. Hey, come on, Bubsy. You have to... You have to... <laughs> I'm sure there's been people in Bible studies who've done some crazy stuff. No, not like that. Uh-oh. I have never been to a Bible study like that. Uh-huh. Mm. Did I tell you I went to like a Bible study thing when I was a real little kid? Yeah, was... Was it like Sunday school or something? I when I say real little kid, I'm talking. I might have been like two or three. 
Okay. My, uh, is it somebody's house? I have very little memories of this. Yeah. And as we've established, memories can get a little bit shady over time. Yeah. So my memory of this is it's me and my sister. Yeah. In some room where they're reading the Bible and the uh, person asks, who's leading the thing? Uh, does anybody know a song? And I tried to go up and do a song. My sister's like, no, they don't mean those types of songs. Which song were what which song were you trying to sing? Oh, I don't even remember now. Oh, and she was like five, right? She five no, she my was... sister's older than me than that. So she, if I was let's say I was three, she would have been like eight. Oh, eight. Seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. But you but know, she knew to put the kibosh. This is probably the right idea she, because they probably would have crucified us both. She's probably yeah, she's probably seven or eight. Oh. Yes, you probably saved my life that day. Yeah, but you were three. What song did you know? The wheels on the bus? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh. It's before Straight Outta Compton came out. Uh, well, obviously, it's way before that. Oh, oh, okay, let's not talk about secular stuff. Yeah, babes, you could just keep it on the level. Bubs! Hey, Bubs, I'm the one running this one. Okay, but I am the birthday boy. Oh. I'm the biblical birthday boy. B, B, B. Bubs. Yeah. Okay, non-birthday person. Uh, you wanted to read... Uh, from Luke chapter 2. It's a, it's a, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but let me see. Yeah. Uh, let's see what I can do here. Um, da -da -da. Luke chapter 1 is very, very long. It's oh, like, no, we don't need that. It's, well, it is talking about, like, let's see, how many... Oh, well, it's got... 80, cha 80 verses in Luke chapter. Okay, let me see here. Uh, okay. Uh. Okay, so I'm going to read from, let's see. Uh... I'm going to read a few verses. It won't take too long. Let's do it. Stop it. So, so this is Luke chapter 2, uh, starting from verse 6. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. That's Mary. Yeah. And she brought forth, she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them at the, in the inn. And there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which should be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God, saying, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And this is what Linus reads in a Charlie Brown Christmas, and I, I love that scene, actually. Great scene. Yeah, so basically what I gather from that, and correct me if I'm wrong, is Luke is saying, Okay, Jesus is gonna be born, this is gonna this is how you know it's gonna be him, and things are gonna be cool that day. 
Like, I, I know I'm giving the Rick interpretation of it. But is that he's, the, the he's gist giving, of it? He's giving an account of what actually happened. Oh, so he, this isn't like looking forward. This is looking back. No, no, no. This is actually, no, he's recording this as it's, you know, as how it happened. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so this is Luke's account and there's also Matthew's account, but it's pretty much the same one. Yeah. It's just told differently. Yeah. Just like um, there are um, uh, Luke's, uh, there's Mark's um, version of the, the the crucifixion and Luke's version of the crucifixion. And I think, um, uh, and, and John, I can't remember if Matthew had an account, but they had um, the same account as to what happened, but it was told differently. Oh. Yeah. So it's not like different accounts, but it's the same account, but told in a different way. Nice. Yeah. There we go there, little J-Wall. Very good. Yeah. So I just wanted to read these passages uh, to remind people of the Christmas story. Yeah. We had no kids, but we did have time to kill. What? Sorry, that was a dumb joke. Oh. That did not go over well. No, I totally went over my head. But... No, I said we had no kids, but we had time to kill. Meaning that, okay, never mind. Oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> so bad. Sorry, babes. Uh. Yeah. You can't fault me for trying, babes. No, I can't fault you for trying. No. And you love your birthday boy. And I love my non-birthday person. Yes. A uh, non-birthday person? Yes. Is it time for a kiss? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll honor that today. Thank you. And then we will get back to our food. And then after that, we'll do another one. Yes. 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 I'm really, really, really... All I have to say about this first is... Go ahead. I'm very glad that um, we had some uh, we we timed it really well this morning for the turkey. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think we timed it really well, so I'm happy. Okay. All right, give me a kiss. Bubs. What? No noises. Why no noises? Because it's weird. Okay, hold on. Let me move this. Sorry. That's okay. okay. All right, babes. Any last words? Or are we good? Um, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas from the non-birthday person and the birthday boy. <laughs> <laughs>